and welcome to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Daniel. Man, I've missed this podcast lately. <laughs> so have I. I've, honestly, I needed it. Um, just a quick uh, thing. The reason why we were delayed on recording this, I had a health issue that needed to be taken care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything's fine now. Everything's good. Everything's getting under control. So. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we were worried about that. Yeah. And then on top of that also... Uh, you might have seen in our last episode, um, we gave a tribute to one of our good friends who passed away yep. uh, a week ago, or two weeks ago. Um, that was really hard for both of us, so we mm-hmm. decided let's just take that week off. Yeah. But we're back here. It is October. It is 2023. We are into a fun season. We love spooky season. Oh, this is our big thing. Yeah, I love spooky season. It's one of my favorites. Uh, big thing first, we do have a contest winner. That's right. So before we get into today's episode... If you've been listening to the past four episodes, you know that we've been running a contest for a pretty awesome game, a sealed copy of this glared box right here. It is Marvel United. <laughs> Marvel United, a sealed copy. And today, right before the episode, we pulled a random winner. Remember, there was three ways you could enter. By being a follower on Twitch, um, by being subscribed, subscribed on YouTube, mm-hmm. or by entering in our contest. By entering in our email. secret passcodes to mm-hmm. our email. We have done that. We have opened it up a little bit more than we normally would have. We were yep. originally going to do the lower 48 states. Then we expanded it to the full 50 states. Then we decided we are going to make this an international contest. Mm-hmm. Because why? We don't care about spending money. Clearly, <laughs> we don't care. We're, 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 we're board game hobbyists. So, mm-hmm. so it was open to... The United States, including Hawaii, Puerto Rico, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and Alaska, Canada, Canada and the UK. And the UK. And, and we pulled a winner. I didn't see what the username was. Uh, the username is, well, he's known as Adam from the UK. From the UK. So lucky him that we opened it up to that. We'll be shipping that out very soon. Very much so. Very, very <laughs> soon. So, Adam, thank you so much for entering in. We appreciate you. Uh, I will send him and all that stuff. Yeah, I'll, send, I'll shoot him an email, let him know he won, and then we should hopefully get it sent out soonish. Yeah, and we decided that this would be a great way that we opened it up to multiple countries because we had subscribers on uh, Twitch. We do really appreciate that. Um, even though, like, you know, unfortunately, as soon as you subscribe, we had to, like, take leave unfortunately yeah that's just how life works but we do want to say uh, thank you for that and we'll be doing more contests in the future and thank you for everybody who entered thank you for the subscribers the facebook followers or not facebook followers the uh twitch followers sorry my wife just sent me a message on facebook that's why <laughs> right but other than that you guys have a great time with us and we want to reward that that's right so before we get into today's episode we're going to be talking... Well, let's, uh, let's talk more about what out. the episode is. One more shout-out. Oh, I'm going to come to that. Don't worry. Okay. The episode itself today, it's our Chits and Giggles standard episode. We have a discussion topic that we want to talk about, um, and it's kind of a dark theme, but please understand that this is entirely tongue-in-cheek is what we're planning on yeah. with this episode. Today, we thought that if some major life event happened in your world where you had to purge all of your board games... So, for example, if I had to purge all of my games and just get rid of immediately, what would be the first ones that you and our mutual friends would be chomping at the bits for? Yeah, exactly. That's the goal, is that um, it could be a number of reasons. It could be as simple as 
um, like our wives are tired of us playing board games. Say, get rid of them, choose me or the cardboard, <laughs> and after we awkwardly go, uh, well, I mean, like, we know which one we choose, but don't make me seem awkward about it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Of course we're going to choose our wives. But why can't we have both? Or, or there's another, uh, let's say we had to move, like, to a place and we only had enough room for, like, a few games or whatever, mm-hmm. and we had to get rid of the rest. Or, even worse, murder! Well, I mean, theme, I've met your wife, and I've seen the show she watched, so. <laughs> you heard it here first, people. If I go missing, you'll know why. You know who. If he, start, if he got some of my board games, he will likely not be a suspect, but <laughs> maybe. I don't know. So we, we were talking about that. And also, right before the episode, we had a couple of our viewers, Mario Fanatics, uh, Luminous, some of our regulars, thank you for joining us today. We're going to be uh, pulling a game from each of their collections. Yeah. In fact, Mario Fanatics, I already pulled one from <laughs> his collection, which I'll be talking about it shortly. Alrighty. So, with that being said, what have you been playing? Ooh, what have I been playing? So, this goes into the first, um, the first thing that I wanted to bring up. I played a lot of games last weekend. Oh, okay. I was going to say... Last ah, weekend. this is where you're going to talk yep, about. Yep, this okay. is going to be my shout-out. And I wanted to give a shout-out um, to one of our friends. He joins us on on the stream. I hope he'll join sh- soon. ABQ but Plays. ABQ Plays, yep. And he hosted the Albuquerque Proto Spiel up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. The first one in a long while and in a long distance. This was the inaugural one, actually, mm-hmm. for Albuquerque itself. And I went up there for a day to show my support. Played a lot of good prototypes that other people were working on. Some I liked, some yeah, they were okay. Um, but I played uh, a few different games. One I just wanted to bring up real quick because I don't remember the name of it. So if, if you guys happen to know, let me know. But it's like, it's a deduction game, social deduction, where everyone had their own role, right? And the way it approached it, it's it's more of a storytelling game where you had um, you had cards that would ask you a question about and it would be kind of like a lead into the story it's like like someone in here uh makes you feel uncomfortable because of some information you think they know who is it and what do they know and you have to like explain it in your character what that information would be it just led to some silly stuff you know completely over the top but the real one i wanted to talk about was uh, my friend's prototype which he is working on now it's not even released yet so Shout out to ABQ Plays. It's a game called RSVP to Die. And the idea is we are a bunch of spooks haunting uh, this mansion when a bunch of people show up and decide to throw a house party. And so once we start uh, tracking them, we're trying to capture them and capture enough people before enough of them escape out of the foyer, um, out of this house party. So they're all just popping up everywhere. They're moving around. They're going crazy. And it has one of the neatest little uh, action mechanisms I've seen. It works similar to the mind, where I'm sorry, the game, the game, the not game. the mind, okay. where you're going either ascending or descending order, okay. and you have numbers one through ten, and if the row is descending and there's a seven, you have to play a six or less, right? Okay. But then the action spot itself is is what kind of action you take. Either draw more cards, which everyone draws cards. Either movement. Either, you know, capture the people, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so you have to play an action. You can play as many cards as you want. Thank you. You play as many cards as you want to try and do these actions. 
until the point where you choose to stop, which is likely, or someone has to break one of the rows in order for you to do it. Oh, okay. And what happens when that when that specific point happens where you have to play a card, let's say there's a one there, I'm like, well, I can only go up from here, and it's in this in descending. So I play a two, it, re it changes to now ascending, so now you play cards in higher number, but then you go through every card that was played and play every bad effect from every single Ooh. card in there. This is akin to, like, the outbur outbreaks in Pandemic. Okay. It is so brutal when it happens. It is so scary. Oh, man. But it works really well, and I really like that action mechanism, because it's definite that you're going to have to do it. Yeah, scenarios that you're working on. It has a bunch of cool stuff. I hope I haven't said too much. I don't know if you're trying to keep it secret or anything. I don't think so, but it was just really neat, and I, I liked it a lot. So there it was, uh, RSVP to die. All right, so the first game I'm going to talk about is a game I've talked about a lot about but honestly i haven't been playing a lot of games lately mm -hmm. and i needed to pull a fourth game and before all this happened me and my wife busted out gloomhaven again and Ooh. got it's been through, a while. yeah it's been a while we got through some we uh we were doing so well for so long we hadn't lost a lot of games before because we're pros at it by now we got our butts handed <laughs> to us like four different times uh, like we yep. the last four games we played just got our butts handed to us it just it was rough and i wanted to highlight that it's like oh we were getting cocky it's like ah we're gonna be fine oh we're gonna be fine and no the game's like nope no you're not you're gonna lose <laughs> no, all right not. let's reset let's do this again nope still not doing it well dang it what's going on and it finally took us like five plays of it to finally wow. get through that scenario we finally figured it out just by the skin of our teeth i mean i i was down to like two health and i think she was like one more hit would have taken her out Oof. but we were able to do the end game scenario so this end game scenario is that or the scenario for this one is that you had to protect something and then you had to fight a lot of things as well on uh uh and if one of those things died or got destroyed or damaged in any way you lose automatically and so we we're running all over the map trying to protect everything it is like oh it was rough Oh, man. But it was fun. It was so fun. I lo love games where, okay, we're overpowered now. We've been busting up our guys really high, getting our experience, stuff like that. And then we're, oh, okay, this is getting easy. Maybe we'll bump up the levels or something like that. We Because we've been playing normal. They, the, everything's been on the same level as us. We're like, okay, maybe we'll start bumping it up. We go into this thing, and it's like, no, no, here you go. We put it on easy mode, which is a level below you. We still got our butts handed to us. <laughs> It ain't so easy now, is it? <laughs> yeah, that scenario was rough, but I, I really did enjoy it. That's awesome. Next game I wanted to talk about is a pretty quick one. It's a Dice Tower Essentials game that I had had on my shelf of shame. My son came up to me yesterday because he's not in school at the moment. Um, he came up, he's like, Dad, I'm bored. You want to just play a game? I'm like, sure. Go look at my shelf of shame. Pick one. And we'll just learn it. And he was like, okay. And uh, he did. He picked out Royals. But Dice oh. Tower Essentials, yep. It's basically, you know, you're fighting for intrigue around Europe. Um, you have Britannia, you have France, Spain, all those areas, right? Yeah. Uh, Germanic area, right? And those are the four main regions. And it's a very, like, ticket-to-ride-esque game. You're trying to put out your influence markers. Hey, Blitz! You're trying to put out your uh, influence markers on the different types of royals. Mm -hmm. um, each different type of person, whether it be, like, the Countess or, or the Duke or the King. 
needs a certain number of cards, but they also apply to certain amounts of influence. Everything you do gets points in this. Like, this is insane how many points come out. Like, one thing you could do is you could trade in your cards to put your cube on a, on a royal, which you also put it on their according portrait on the side. And that keeps track of whoever has majorities in that area later. But if you're the first person to put a cube down on any one of the cities, then mm -hmm. you take the bonus points, which is like one to four points or something like that. Okay. Then if, you, if you're the first person to get one cube in each city in that region, then you get one of the shield markers, which are one or two tokens. Then if you get, if you're the first person to get one person on each one of the different royal types, then you take like a township marker, which is worth more points. And then at the end of each of the rounds, whoever has the most influence in each of those regions gets points. And then at the end of the game, you score even more points on top of that. Plus, you will also get points for whoever has the majority of each of the royal types okay. of points. It's just like, there's no, there's no way not to get points in this. Like, and it, it works, it's functional, mm -hmm. and I did like it. It was a very simple, fun little game, very ticket-to-ride level, but there was something about it that was just like, oh, well, like, no matter what I throw down, I'm, I could pretty much get points no matter which way I did. Points out, man. Yeah, I, well, it, it didn't reward you like a Feld would, right? Mm, okay. Like, this is more like, and I know ticket-to-ride is kind of the same thing, right? You know, you're trying to, every train route you put down is points, and you're trying to get more points by connecting routes. Okay. Okay. But this is more just like, literally, it's like, I'm just going to throw a handful of rice on the board, <laughs> and where it sticks, I get points there, like, it okay. kind of thing. It, I don't know. I'm not sure what I think about it, huh. because I did enjoy it, and I would gladly play it again, but yet, did I? <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah, it's okay. kind of weird, but I, I want to try it again, Okay. see if I, if I think I like it as much, but if I'm going to play a game that simple, I think I might just stick to Ticket. We'll see. Yeah. But it was fun. Alright, so the next game I'm going to talk about, and the, the next three games that I have on my list here are all three new-to-me games that I played a couple Ooh. weeks back. Really enjoyed, so I'm going to tell you about the ones that I liked from the least favorite to the favorite. So the first one I'm going to talk about, and this hurts me because it's my least favorite out of the three, is Terraforming Mars the Dice Game. I did play this one, and don't get me wrong, it is a fun game, it's fine. Yeah. It's my least favorite of the three Terraforming Mars games. I prefer Ares Expedition and the big, chunky Terraforming Mars better than this one. I've heard the reviews have been it, again, so-so. It's, so. it's a fun little game. Uh, there's just uh, It's very, very lucky at times, because once you get sure. your resources, which is which are the dice, when you roll them, you're never going to re-roll. Really, there's like one little sentence talking in there that you're never going to re-roll. However... And there's a problem with that is because of the iconography of this game. And that, that, that's my other knock of it. It's got really bad iconography. Because mm, every other game that has dice, they use the same symbol for rerolls. It's yeah, where so it's, right, a it's got cube an arrow. With an arrow yeah. Right? yeah. This one is the cube uh, with the arrow is telling you you can flip it to whatever side you want it to be on. That's how you mitigate it, is that you take that action. And you can mitigate the dice to whatever side. Sure. But it looks like a reroll symbol. So when we were playing it, I kept getting asked, oh, so this means I get to reroll. And I'm like, no, there's never a reroll in this game. You just flip it to whatever side. Because we're so ingrained how that uh, symbol right. looks is exactly uh, exactly the same. And so it was frustrating everybody at the table, including myself. All four sure. of us were new to it. Everybody enjoyed the game for what it was. Um, but it was, it was eh. 
Uh, it was fine. I would probably rate it a six if I had to, just because I put Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition at a seven, and I put regular Terraforming Mars at a ten. That's how much I love those games. Yeah. This one was just, it was a bit of a letdown. Um, another thing, too, is like when you're, you're pulling the cards, um, sometimes you're going to get resources to start with, but the cards aren't going to match. So... And then when you're doing an income phase, you have to... So you have all these nice dice, but when you're doing an income phase, because that's the only time you really get to dump cards out of your hand to draw new cards, but then you have to take out all the dice you already have. And so, like, say I got ten dice, you got to dump out seven of them, because you can only keep three dice when you're doing that income phase until you get your new dice to come into that pool. So if I have a bunch of dice already stored up, it's just it's kind of a pain to hmm. deal with everything, it's it's. Everybody was saying they were hoping this would have been the the roll for your galaxy version to terraforming Mars. And everything I've heard about roll for the galaxy and race of the galaxy, how they're kind of one to one, but just one dice and stuff like that, and the other one's cards. Hmm. This is nothing. This is like a interesting dice game that has the terraforming Mars um, a theme painted on it, and it's like. I'll play it again. It's going to stay in my collection because it's it's a simple game. I think we played a four-player game of it with everybody learning it in like 40 minutes. So it was yep. pretty quick. But yeah, it's my least favorite of the three. Terraforming Mars, the dice game. That's a shame. All right, the next one I want to talk about is a solo game. I picked it up on Saturday and I already got a chance to play it. Now, keep in mind, it, this came out around the lockdowns. Oh, I, I already remember that. Which one? Uh, the Bathysphere one. No. Oh, no. No, no, that was long before. But what I ended up doing was I ended up uh, picking this game up because they, they did remake it. It used to be like a print and play. I know it was entered in like a nine-card contest or something. Oh, okay. And CGE picked this up, and it's called Under Falling Skies. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the space one. And I was like, okay. Because I, played, played, this the, one I played the original, oh, like okay. the printout version, and I wasn't too thrilled about it. Okay. It was like, it was okay. And then I, so I was like, okay, it's not too expensive. And I picked up the box and that sucker is heavy heavy. because what they do is they have probably about like 10 punch boards and they have it wrapped and on the bottom of it. And they literally say, don't dump out the components. That is your, that is your campaign. You, you go down punch boards as you play the campaign. Oh, so you start off with just the pieces and what you need in the rule book, but then only after you pass a few levels do you continue in the campaign, make it a little bit more challenging, make it a little bit more different. Um, it's effectively like a dice-based engine game. You roll... <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Space Invader. Mm-hmm. You're going to roll five dice, and you have five columns. Each column has one or more uh, space aliens in it, and you're going to be maneuvering them. When you place a die somewhere in the column, it'll move that space alien down that number of spaces. Simple as that, right? But each of the spaces that you put it on in your little workshop has different separate abilities that you can do. Like you might be trying to get more energy, which you need to pay for other things. You might be trying to attack other ships, which if you put them on an attack location, then depending on the die you put there, can destroy certain ships, Mm -hmm. which is useful. Won't happen every time, but it's useful. Then there's ones that you need to get research tracks, which is a big track of different numbers. And you have to make at least that many numbers uh, based on your action. And it works. Um, it works because it, it's really fun, um, really simple, and you can actually put one die ahead 
to move your excavator to get more worker spots, which gets them a little bit better. So, super fun stuff. I liked it. Um, this version was way better. Way better than the original print and play version. I really didn't like the original print and play really? version. I really didn't. So much to the point where like, I got the cards laminated originally, and I got it ready, and I was like, cool, I'm going to play this. I got all the components because I had the components ready. Mm -hmm. I played it, I was like, that was a disappointment. And maybe I just misread the rules or whatever, but this mode, the CG version, is significantly better. I liked it a lot. There was a lot of tension, a lot of good thought going into it. Um, yeah, it was just a fun little experience. I'll nice. have to show you it sometime. Yeah. It can be played cooperatively, but really it's just... Most solos yeah. can be played cooperatively, right. but... You just both pitch in. Let's put the die let's here. Let's do that yeah. or do that, uh -huh. yeah. So, uh, speaking of solo games, that Final Girl C Series 3... Is looking good, man. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm excited for it. I'm only in the... I well, looked into it a little bit, too. The only one I'm in, of course, is Series 3, because I got the other two, of course. Uh, and all the good stuff. But, man, I'm really, really happy how well they're doing. For a solo game to be making that kind More of money. More than a million. Think, yeah. Yep. So that's that's unbelievable. That's right. So the next game I'm going to talk about here is a game I played only two players. Uh, my Our friend Gamehead Geek came over. Uh, we played this. This is a copy of his that he picked up at Barnes & Noble. Uh, I believe it's CGE, if I remember correctly. I found it very interesting what it did. It's a, a slightly like a worker placement game. But the way you, you only have certain workers in your ready room before uh, for you go out to place them and do their, their abilities and stuff like that. And this one is called Starship Captains. How dare you play this without me? <laughs> I've been wanting to play this. Uh, so I throw my pen at you, sir. It's a neat way to do like worker placement aspect of it. So you have your engineers who can move your ship. You have your captains who can I'm do certain turn things. Away from this. <laughs> I am mad now. Uh, so he he brought it over. He really wanted to play it. He he liked it. I liked it too. It's something I do want to play with more players. Because, again, it was only two players. It was really cool what it did. It's a game that I probably would pick up for myself. It didn't make my list of the games that I wanted to take in a purge. But it was really well done. I liked it a lot. It was really neat. It's very well produced, too. Yeah. The ships are pretty cool. The way it works is so when your, your workers are done, you keep sliding them in this little slot until you only have three waiting. Basically, they're on break. And everybody in your ready room is the ones that you can send out there and do the work. So you're kind of trying to manipulate which one am I going to move first because I know if he's in the front of the line when it slides, he's just going to come back to work. Yeah. So it's really, really cool what it does. I liked it a lot. It was very, very fun. Uh, and I have, I'm probably going to pick up a copy for myself. The, I know it's kind of maybe technically inspired by yes. Star Trek. Does yes. It, does it give the feeling of it pretty well? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, you kind of feel like it. Uh, you have like three different factions you you can vie for, and they each have their own special abilities. So you're running up on their tracks too. You have uh, bot like they're the bots or something like that. There's a android uh, faction, there's a pirate faction, and then there's an intelligence faction. So yeah, it is really really neat what it does. It's really cool. I enjoy it a lot. Anachrony is a really good. Uh, that one's a really good one. Yeah, I agree with this. Last one I wanted to talk about. Is kind of a remake of a classic game. Okay. It's a card and dice version of Risk. It's called Risk Strike. 
Oh, you did play this one then, huh? Yes. Yeah, I, I, saw I it. bought it and I I bought it last week and uh, I've played it through four times already. Okay. I really like it. It's really fun. That's, that's what I was hearing. Uh, who was it? it? Tom Vassell was yeah. saying it's actually it's it's the only way he wants to play good. Risk nowadays. Yes, absolutely. Because it gives you that feel. It, it leads to stand-up moments. It's real simple. You know, on your turn, you draw two cards. They can either be tactics cards, mm-hmm. uh, two tactics cards, two continent cards, which once you get a certain number of continents, you gain dominance in that, in that continent. I think like Africa is four, for example. North America is five. Australia is three, all the way to Asia, which is eight. Okay. As soon as you get that number of cards, you get the dominance token. First two dominance tokens wins. So you can so just quick, straight too. up, yeah, you can just straight up do that and get continent cards. However, what will more than likely happen is after you draw your two cards, either two continent, two tactics, or one of each, you can then choose to either pass and draw a third card, a tactics card, or you can attack somebody. You choose either the same continent or an adjacent one. Mm-hmm. So like. I could attack Australia with my Asia, for example. And you make a declare of how many you are. Then you play a number of troops cards. So does the defender. Defender still rolls two dice. You roll three. Roll it out after each roll. Compare the highest numbers of each. And discard cards accordingly. If you're the attacker and you destroy one of their continent cards, it goes to you. If they defend it and destroy one of your continent cards, it goes to the middle, which is surrendered which somebody else can draw instead of blindly from the deck. Okay. I had seven Asia cards, and I was ready to to take victory in Asia. And I attacked Australia on my friend Katie's um, Australia board. And yeah. she had two of them, so I was like, okay, I have, I have a third Australia. I might as well just do this now, and then I'll attack their Asia and then get that, and then I'll win, right? Yeah. Easy peasy. I lost all my Asia cards. <laughs> She survived oh, man. and destroyed all of my Asia cards. And there's so many fun little things where it's like, all right, well, I'm going to... Because once you add your troops at the beginning, mm-hmm. then you can't add more troops. Yeah. But then there's one where it's like, oh, well, you can force to re-roll a die. Or Bombardment, where you change a die to a six okay. automatically. Or um, you can... There's ways to, like, sabotage each other or, like, cancel, like, the fight or whatever. And then there's ways to cancel... Like those cards, right? Yeah. They're cancel cards. It's so ridiculous. It it was a stand-up moment. I was, like, actually legitimately almost sweating when we were playing. <laughs> it was really, really darn fun, and I highly recommend it. Like, I mean, as someone who didn't mind Risk back in the day... Oh, see, I like Risk, and I yeah. still kind of like Risk. It's just that there's games that do that better. Yes, and this is the game that does that mechanism the best so far. Okay. I mean... As far as a simple little 20-minute dice game, yeah, it doesn't top this. It was cool. really fun. So Risk Strike, highly recommend. All right, so my last game here I'm going to talk about is my favorite of the three new ones. I And that's saying something. I really liked Starship Captains, but I just was enamored with this game when we played it. Again, it was another one of the... It was just me and the Game Head Geek uh, mm-hmm. playing it together. I love the artwork. You know I'm a sucker for Vincent Dutre art. I know uh, you are. And... Honestly, I'm a fan of Planet of the Apes, and this is a lot like that. This is called After Us. It's fun. It's really relatively quick. I love the fact that the turns are real. Like, the first part of it is when it's kind of deck building. You're going to draw four cards, mm-hmm. and then you're going to build them. In a, like There's going to be little pathways that you want to connect. That's how you're going to get your resources or your points, depending on what you get. And then the second part, you're going to make a blind bid on 
what card you want to pay for, uh, whether it's uh, Mandrills, Gorillas, and, and each of those cards have their own different abilities, and there's different costs, so you've got to make sure you have the kind of right, right kind of resources to do it. So I think for like the Mandrills, it's three flowers. For the Orangutan, it's three oranges. For the uh, Gorillas, it's three seeds. For the chimpanzees, it's three of any of the, uh, the resources, but it has three. It has to be three of the same. So you can do three seeds or three oranges, but they have to be the same resources. And they all do their own little different thing. The gorillas give rage, which allow you to help clear out your deck, and then you get resources by spending. So like if you take out uh, a mandrill out of your deck, you get resources back into the deck based on what you took out. Okay. So it's that's a way to get some of your your starting cards out and you're going to get resources back so it's really really quick and it's basically a race of points so you're the first person to 80 points triggers the end game you and it finishes in that phase so if it was i got the 80 points in the first phase mm -hmm. then you have to do everything in your power to get as many of your points um before the end of that phase or game's over so okay. you could still beat me but it has to be within the same phase I triggered the end game. Makes sense, yeah. Um, what else is really cool about it? It's quick. So like that first round, it's everybody. You draw your cards and everybody does it. You fire off your system. It recommended when we played it, we fired it off one at a time just so you can see how it works in the first round. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way anybody's going to win at that round. Then you you go into the second round. We do the blind bidding. We pick your cards. If there's a tie per se. Um, it recommends that if there's a tie somewhere, you go to the cards that you played. There's little numbers at the thing. Whoever played the highest number on that card draws first. Uh, and then there's two What's levels this? of those cards, and each one has their own powers. Like, Mandrills are really good about giving you points. Uh, uh, orangutans are really good about giving you battery packs, which can be used to get uh, resources. Or uh, There's, like, these three... Uh, powers that you can use depending on which phase you're in by mm -hmm. spending battery packs for them. Okay. Um, gorillas, again, I told you are about shedding your deck. You get rage and then you can spend rage to shed your deck uh, depending on the how much rage you spend. I think it's like three, spin, uh, three rage to basically get a card out of your line. If you use it while you're firing off and you take the middle card, then you just basically screw your last card too. Nice. So Because it's not connected. You don't fill the hole. Uh, but then chimpanzees are good about... I can't forget what the chimpanzees because I didn't really mess around with them. But it's it's really quick. It's uh, We played a two-player game in about 20, 30 minutes. And it, that was a teaching game too. It's because the first phase after that first round just fires off. Once you're done, you just wait. You make your pick about what you're going to pick for the monkey or the ape that's going to be next. And you go from there. And it, it was Ooh. really, really really good i That's really fun. enjoyed it awesome after us after us and now this is rare that that you start or i start before you so it threw me off a little bit <laughs> good deal well so let's get into today's episode today we are going to be talking about games that if one of us had to purge our collections mm -hmm. of its entirety what would be the first one that the other people would pick all right, but let's do our little honorable mentions for the people in our chat. They, right. they sent us their collection, and we got to look at it. You want to flip the coin of doom? Sure. Oh, you go ahead and start, because uh, Mario Fanatics is one of my... Okay, so I'll do Mario people. Fanatics yeah. here on mine. Uh, my honorable mention here. I was looking at his collection. He has some copies of Heroescape. I've always wanted to try this game. I just wasn't about to spend the money on him, so... Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> 
And so uh, you might see Mario Fanatics here in my list here in a little bit. All right. And then... Um, so now let's go into Illuminous. Yep. Uh, good, great common viewer. Thank you, Illuminous, as always, for joining us on our episode. Sent us their uh, list and let us pick from theirs. I'll start. That would be you, yep. That would be me, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, the one, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, this I still, I, I want... I want a copy. I played this probably about a hundred times, and I have yet to own a physical copy of it. As soon as I saw that Illuminous had Deep Space D6, hands down, that was mine. I was like, if, if, I so thought Illuminous, that was if yours. you ever had to get rid of your collection, like, send it my way, because Deep Space D6, I've been wanting a copy of that for a long, <laughs> long time. Uh, Mario Fanatic put uh, what he would take from our collection. You would be Dice Throne with Quacks of Quedlinburg as an honorable mention. Um, and then he would pick for me Western Legends. That is a great pick. That is such mm -hmm. a good game. An honorable mention on Matched. Another great pick. I like both those picks. Uh, and Danny's picks as well. Yep. Uh, I don't have like the big stuff of Dice Throne. I only have the Marvel one. And then uh, I do have Quacks now too. Yep. Yep. And for my pick of Illuminous is. Um, Subterra Collector's Edition. I've been wanting to play this game for so long. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, that that one right there. Because yeah. uh, that that kind of stuff is just what really intrigues me. The the going under the dark, the mysterious, trying to explore, but kind of like the night cage in a sense, oh, yeah. where you don't know what's coming up. Uh, yeah, but Subterra uh, Collector's Edition. Yeah, I, I once I saw that, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna pull that one. Yeah. <laughs> So, Daniel, let's get into our list. We picked eight games amongst our friends, uh, uh, IBT? Um, I don't know what IBT is. Sorry. Sorry, Luminous, I don't know what... Yeah. Yeah, well, it happens. Um, so, how did you put your list in order? Uh, the way I put a list in order is, my number one is the game I want most out of all the eight here. Yeah. Okay, that's what I did as well. So, um, out of the four collections, or five collections that I looked at, I looked at your collection. Mm -hmm. There's two games from yours. Um, there's one from our mutual friend Dom. Two yeah. from Gamehead Geek. One from Mario Fanatics. And two from another friend of mine that I, that I game with fairly regularly. Yeah, the I've only picked from three different groups. You, uh, our friend Gamehead Geek, and Dom as well. Okay. Because the other game group, I'm the one that brings the games over to play. Yeah, and that's kind of like my Friday group. It's, yeah. It, it's more or less the same thing. We don't really... There's not too many other games that are in that collection that we that I don't already have. Yeah. So, and even if I did, didn't already have them, I don't know if there's too many that I'd want more than these eight. Mm -hmm. So let us begin with our number eight. The right. least wanted out of all of them. And it begins with me. You. And this is the one that I picked from Mario Fanatics one and i put it as number eight not because it's the eighth least wanted i definitely wanted it but i was actually talking with him today and um it has a caveat to it it is the advent calendar um exit uh the golden book version oh okay. that's the one i don't own yet i had the one that was like the yeti theme or whatever um the mountain or whatever yeah i don't own the golden book yet and that was when i got the original one that's when the golden book came out no oh, and so okay. i've been wanting this now, the reason this is number eight is because his is already completed. So, I yeah, would yeah. want... Yeah, you would want your... Yeah. I want my own that's restarted. So, I put that on there because that is definitely one that I really, really want. And that, if it was incomplete, 
or uh, not even began still in shrink, yeah. it would be probably like my second or third highest one. All right, so my number eight uh, comes from our friend Dom, his collection, and the reason why this is the lowest on my list here mm -hmm. is like, I want it. I don't want to spend the money on it, so I would collect it from him because he spent the money. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and a, a big part of it, too, is um, it's a long game, so it's not going to get played a lot. But one of my favorite horror movies of all time is Alien. Oh, okay. And so I, I did enjoy our play of this. I like. I also know that you can play it fully co-op, and it's mm -hmm. still uh, a really fun game. For me, it's Nemesis. Okay. He's got like all the Kickstarter stuff. He's got the lockdown as well. So I'm like, yeah, that 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 one's really gonna uh, show up. Uh, that I want that one because it's distinct from Alien yeah. enough, but it has a lot of that same feel that you get that tension, that uh, anxiety sometimes. Like, oh god, she's coming towards me. I gotta run away. Uh, so I was like, yeah, no, I have to go ahead and grab this one because, uh, well, again, I'm not spending the money. <laughs> right. And that's kind of the whole thing, right? It's like, you know, th this is this is very tongue-in-cheek, but yeah. it won't be happening to get rid of that game. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. That would, that would be the one I picked. And I think I have one, no, two more of his Ooh, on this list. So I did pick three for him. Here we go. Number seven. seven. So... This is the first one off your list. How many from mine total? Three. Three, okay. This is the I'm first curious. of three. Relatively new for us to have just played. You actually just picked this up this year. And I enjoyed it so much um, when we played it. I was like, yeah, and when I was going through my thing, I'm like, yeah, I would take that one out of it. One, it's very hard to find. It's an out-of-print game. One, it's uh, two, it's really well produced because that's what Days of Wonder does. And this is Relic Runners. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I love the way this played. I didn't do well in this game, but I like the where you're trying to get like as many different skulls you have or you have special powers mm -hmm. where it can give you new skulls. I, I, I love that board and I love it and for a game as old as it is, it was Pretty decently colorblind friendly. There was a yeah. little bit stuff, but not as bad as some of the other ones. A little weird. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I really, really did enjoy this one. And I'm like, it's a Days of Wonder, so of course I'm going to try to collect the Days of Wonders when I can get them. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. My number seven is uh, the first one from our friend Gamehead Geeks list. And uh, I actually originally had a different game. And I just, and I originally, and I crossed it off just because um, I originally put Skate Summer. That I is, almost put that as well. Then as soon as you said how good Starship Captains was, <laughs> that instantly replaced it because I forgot that he had that. Uh, we were going, unfortunately, um, uh, unfortunately, I forgot, or I, I didn't have access to his collection, and I just forgot that he got it. Yeah. And I was also hesitant because I'm like, it looks good, it looks fun, but I haven't looked at reviews and I can't justify it yet. So, yeah, no, I just had to, I, as soon as you said that, uh, viewers of the podcast probably just saw me, like, <laughs> ready yeah. in all of a sudden. Yeah, that's because I want that game already. Yeah. Starship I, Captains. And it was funny, because uh, with Gamehead Geek as well, mm -hmm. I almost put Skate Summer as well, because I really do enjoy that game. It was a fun game. Um, and I just haven't picked up a copy, but then I remember there's two games that he has that I'm like, yeah, I'd pick those over Skate Summer, because I can pick up a copy sure. of Skate Summer relatively cheap. Yep. The other two, though... The other two, well, we'll get into that. Number six. Back to me. 
Speaking of Gamehead Geek, my number six is my first pick off his list, and he only has two on this one. But these ones, pool, these are good picks. I'm only picking this one specifically. One, it's a pricier game, but he's Wait, also his collection. Is this Gamehead Game Geeks? Okay. It's a pricier game, plus he's got several expansions for it, and it's one of my... We talk about this game all the time. It's won several uh, top eight debates. Yep. This is Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. I, I do like Cthulhu Mythos games. Uh, they're they're fun games. Uh, I love this one because you can play a long game, you can play a short game, however you want. It's all app-driven. There's a lot going on. There's different flavors, like we were talking about it most recently, like in the murder mystery. There's a little bit of murder mystery, depending on what chapter you're playing, but then there's mm -hmm. others you're just running away from a mob the entire time and trying to survive. But every play I had of this, I've always had a great time with it, and I'm like, he's got like two, three... He's got like everything for Mansions of Madness up to recently, I believe. So I'm like, if I had to pick it, that would be the one I'd grab uh, for sure. It just, I don't know how much it would get played because sometimes it can be really, really long. And there's another one I think would get played better. Uh, but I love Mansions of Madness. It's a phenomenal game. And that was actually one of the first games I thought of coming out of his collection and be like, yep, I'm going to take that one. Huh. It's a great party game. <laughs> Put it on the big screen. Yeah, probably. Right, the first one is the is probably the... Yeah, probably the last one. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, this is Dreadful Meadows. This is one that I have not played. It, oh. it is a it's a Halloween themed resource management game. The art on it is is absolutely cartoony. Is this Halloween. the one that has like the big giant uh, pumpkin scarecrow yeah. or something? Okay. Yes, yeah. On okay. The, on the cover. Yeah. Who and owns that one? Um, uh, my friend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who, I, I mean, I don't like to give out first names on yeah. the podcast without their permission, but yes, um, I was texting him earlier today and I was like, yeah, it's like that. And we almost played it last week. The we one who recently to... got engaged. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he, he, he posted online or he, he invited me over to the game night. So I went over there and played some games with him. And we were almost there, but it was we had one too many players to play it, ah. and so we couldn't play it. As one, I was really excited to try out, but you know, alas, it, it is what it is. But Dreadful Meadows is one that I would I would love to try, and I would love to get into my collection because it does look like something I would really like. Cool, cool. I, I do want to try that one. I I love the art on that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's awesome. All right, here we go. Mm hmm. Up to me. My number five. Is the first one from our mutual friend Dom. Um, this is um, a solo game that he owns that I do not. It's along the series of a game. Um, I was originally going to put Warp's Edge, but I re remembered I own Warp's Edge. This, this is, is uh, Reckland Run. Yeah, I was going to say this is the car mm -hmm. one. This is the car one. It is like Mad Max themed solo game. Yeah. You're just basically trying to survive it. Looks really fun. Again, I haven't played it yet. Um, and this is the, the first, or the first one of his list that I would put on mine that I would gladly get from his. He was actually going to show it to me the, uh, last week when he came over, but yeah. he was like, but it is a solo game. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. but that doesn't mean we can't play. <laughs> he was just really excited for us to play Marvel Champions, which is totally fine. Which, uh, which, uh, <laughs> with the Marvel Champions, which one did he have you play? Um, we played against, uh, like the first introductory Rhino, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I played as, um... I think it's because he wanted to try new heroes. I played as the guy who throws cards. Uh, Gambit. Gambit. I played Gambit. 
And he played someone who wasn't Gambit. Okay. I don't remember off the okay. top of my head. This is a good character, it seemed, but I was I was trying to focus on mine and Yeah, no. no. I agree with him. It, it's significantly better as a fewer player count. Oh yeah. I, I refuse to play it past two players. Yeah. I when we played a four, that was that miserable. it's just the the turn is just long and it's too brutal too at four players. Yes. Because all the bad stuff hits every turn and it just yep. compounds and compounds yep. and compounds. This is a lot of math. And plus you also you're putting control. And you're also putting everybody's obligation in there too. Right. So yeah. Reckland Run, exactly. From <laughs> Renegade Games, I do want to try it. Oh no no, that one looks interesting. Yep. Uh that's uh, Scott Arms, right? Um I don't know. I, I believe it. I think it's Scott Arms solo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so my number five, right? We're doing fives? Uh, five. My number five is also from Dom's list, and this is my last one of his. No, my second to last one. I have one more of, from him, and this one is one again. I just recently played. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I like what it is better than another predecessor that kind of hangs out with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two versions of this in a sense. This type of style. Uh, this is a portal game. Ooh, a portal game. And okay. this one is. 51st State Ultimate Edition, which is uh, the yeah. most recent Kickstarter. He's got all of it. I really, really enjoyed our play of this. I love what it does. I liked Imperial Settlers. I just thought it was a little too convoluted. This yeah. one felt a lot more streamlined than uh, um, uh, Imperial Settlers. It might also help that we played them back-to-back, too. Yeah, well, no, not the North Empires of the North. I'm talking about the original Imperial oh, Settlers. Really? Okay. Because it did the same thing that 51st States does, where you have that line... But you have this stuff in the resources, and then you can go to war with another player and take resources off of them. Where I like this one is like, ah, I'm going to use your ability over there and stuff like that. And so you're not damaging their line and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I had a real blast on this one. Uh, I liked it a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I want to pick up a copy, but I don't want to pay that Kickstarter price. So, But yeah, so if I had to pick a game, it would be this one, a 51st State Ultimate Edition. All right. This next one. Flip the coin. We'll flip the coin first. This next one, number four, is the first one from your list on mine. Mm-hmm. It is one that I would take from this beautiful collection behind me. I do own most of these games, but yeah. the ones that I don't, there is some that I would want want to get from you. Um, My choice is either, is it solo? <laughs> it is a solo. Yeah, I know yeah. what it is. Okay. <laughs> and I already own some of it, but yeah. your collection is just immaculate. <laughs> you can't see it quite on the camera. It's the final girl selection right here. And I would hope that you would have to get rid of it after you got your back. Third one, yeah. For the third season. So yeah. I could get it all. That would be beautiful. And then because um, those are the ones that have like the play mats. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, it's it's so good. I love it. I would gladly steal that from you. I There has been times where I've considered stealing it from you. <laughs> it's always behind you. It's always behind me. I mean, it's right here taunting me, right? Yeah. But then again, I own like the base plus yeah. about three scenarios, and I haven't played mine yet. So yeah, I, I need to that's finish... That's why this is the lower of the two options on I, I need to finish off the first series. I only need like one more character to play, the mm-hmm. Oka... What is it? The... Kenyaba, that's the one I need to still play. The The Geppetto one's interesting. Yeah? Yeah, because he's got the little puppets. It's, it's You're really making cool. me want to steal it even more. <laughs> you know that, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting girl. more that's of it. Uh, in fact, I'm probably going to try to play some this week, uh, especially uh, now sure? that everything's starting to settle down. I can start gaming again. I actually thought about, re- like, 
fairly soon, like maybe Christmas break, having an all-day game day of just yeah. solo games by myself, <laughs> and just like having my own personal little game day. Yeah, no, no, same thing. Like it's SOS like, Titanic, I have a... Friday, Final Girl. Yeah, that's funny. I don't have that many solo games, but I like playing some co-ops like Horrified Solo. Yeah. Speaking of which, my Horrifieds are mixed up. I don't know where my other Horrified is. Oh, I have no idea. The, my my not my new one. I didn't steal one. it. I swear. I know where the new one is. I'm talking about my original horrified. Oh okay. My so we're going to our number fours. Yep. Oh yeah, that was you. He was so my number four here is the last game from Gamehead Geek. And again, as I say, this is a relatively new one uh, that we just played. But man, I had a blast playing this one. This is the uh, this is another one that when I popped up in my head, I'm like, yeah, that, I would for sure take this one because again, a lot of our collections are intermingled. We kind of have a lot of the same games, but I know mm-hmm. for a fact he's the only one that has this game, and I enjoy this so much. It's a dexterity game, co-op. It's Dungeon Fighter. Oh. <laughs> I have yeah, Dungeon Fighter was really good. I had a blast of it, especially when uh, he had he one. had to hold your hand to, uh, to throw the die, uh, and then you're trying to get in the target to fight the big bad. It was it was such a blast. Uh, when we're talking about like stand up moments or just game oh, yeah. immersion and memorable moments, this is this is one because it's just hilarity ensuing, and you're you're or like when you're trying to throw the die from under the table. Did I get it? <laughs> I know you could have stood up and looked, but did you think? Well, no, you couldn't because you had to go from under the table, or your your eyes could only creep at the table. No, I know, but I mean, like after you threw it, you could look. You're like, no, you did I get it? Yeah, so it was just shenanigans with it. I I really did enjoy this one. I'm like, yeah, this is if I had to pick one, like especially this one because he's got the Kickstarter one. Mm -hmm. This would be the one I take hands down out of his collection. Cool. All right, on to our number three. Yeah. Starting with me, my number three is the next one that's coming out of your collection. Ooh, can I try and guess this one? The Pint Ultimate one. Uh, I will give you a clue. Okay. If you want one. Sure. Feld. Hmm. What's the one, what's like one of the only Felds that I own that you don't? You have Trajan. Mm-hmm. You have the City You collection. have a bunch of Feld that I don't own. I own a lot of Feld. Oh, is it um, Notre Dame? No, I own Notre Dame. Oh. It's on this shelf. It's uh, right there behind all this. You know, Aquasphere, Bonfire, the Ease Up. What spell is it that if, if, not, if, if I happens, didn't, there's no way that's it. Uh, if it wasn't Aquas, if I didn't own Aquasphere, it would have been Aquasphere. But there's one that I was like, yeah, I'll take that one. It's not Amerigo because I just got that. Right, you just got Amerigo. And it's not the two-player one, is it? Or either of the two-player ones? No. I know, this was a tough one. What other felds are there? I mean, I know there's a lot. Um, in the Year of the Dragon? Nope. I thought about that one, but then I remembered you have another one that I really, really want. Uh, Yorvik. Yorvik. Yes, okay, Yorvik. <laughs> okay, the one that's not Alea. Yeah. Uh, it's Okay. A, that one's right. a, a really, really fun feld game. First off, it's a feld game, so I'm going to steal a feld out of your collection. I, of course. I, I specifically put Jorvik, but yeah, most of the felds that I don't own, I would try to take out of your collection. I'd probably have to fight Dom for them, but uh, 
but yeah, for me, out of all the ones that I don't own that you own, Jorvik is probably my favorite. Okay. Um, I do really, and like I said, if I didn't pick up a copy of Aquasphere, it would have been that one because sure. I really did enjoy that one a lot. But Jorvik uh, is a nice little, and which is interesting because it's a bidding game, and I'm not a huge right. fan of bidding games, but I love the way this one works. Jorvik uh, works really well. You have like like this really cool top part of it, and then the bottom part of it that works. It's mm -hmm. so well, so good. And so, like, I'm like, yeah, this is going to go on that. I This is one of the two out of your games that I knew that was going on this list. I right. just didn't know where they were going to go. Cool. Awesome. And so the other one is the higher one, huh? The other game I'm, is... I'm very curious about that. All right. Next one. Number Twos. two. Starting Did with I me. Did I say my number three? I don't I think you said your three. I didn't say my number three. Because um, you won first, right? Yep. Yeah. So this next one is... And I'll be starting number two, apparently, from the coin. From our mutual friend, Dom. Okay. And this is one of those games where he, we both learned it together. He instantly bought it. Oh, I know what it is. And showed it to you. I know what it is already. There, you could have stolen this from three different collections. Yep. Title Blades, uh, Banner, Festival. Banner Festival. The card play in this is so interesting. It works incredibly well. I love how it's almost trick-taking, but whoever gets the lowest number also gets a benefit, and everybody else also gets it's a different a benefit, type yeah, of yeah. benefit. If you play the highest, you get to move so far. Yep. If you play in between, so if it's a four-player game, if you play the in-between, yep. you get to place whoever played the highest there, or in suit, because there are suits depending on the section, they get to place tokens out in a little area mm -hmm. control yep. part of the board and if you play the lowest you get the power of the card that's right it works brilliant it's a really smart design yeah it's really cool it, it's significantly better than the original title blades oh, yeah. which i wanted to oh, like yeah. oh i wanted to uh, like it so much too and then i played this banner festival i'm like that just blows out of the water we both learned it at the gamma trade show after we were done we both looked at each other it was like yeah it was it so was good. super fun yeah. uh to the point i picked up a copy it's somewhere sitting over here. I don't know where exactly where I put it, but it's somewhere over here. Yeah. But yeah, that that's a good one. So I, I will be starting number two because that's okay. what the coin came up. Right. Uh, my number two is, again, from our mutual friend Dom's list, and this is the last one out of his. And again, it's because he does a lot of these Kickstarters, and mm -hmm. I love this game. I adore this game. I don't want to spend the money on this game. Even though it's a quick game, it's much quicker than, say, something like Nemesis or 51st State. It's kind of like in that same kind of... It's actually easier than 51st State, but it's kind of like that same kind of time frame. Right. But it's as produced as Nemesis. Okay. Uh, hmm. It is a Dice Tower Essential. Oh, uh, yeah. Foundations, Foundations of Rome. Rome. Yeah, I really do enjoy this game, and I really wanted to get into that Kickstarter room. Like, for as simple as this game is, it's so ridiculously expensive. I'm glad they finally. They're going to do the small one. Foundations yeah. of Metropolis or something like that? Foundations of New York? No, it's Foundations of Metropolis. Something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's cardboard. It, yep. Yeah, I want a simple version of it this way I can play it. Don't get me wrong. I love the table princes of Foundations of Rome. I don't have the shelf space for a box like that anymore. Because no. <laughs> it, 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 those are huge, huge boxes, especially for both Kickstarters. It would take up a whole shelf by themselves. Right. It really would. And it's just, it's a 
great game. Love that game. Can't wait for the smaller version of it. But yeah, if I had to pick the big, pretty version, yeah, I would. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And cool. so, yeah, Foundations of Rome. My number two is the last one from my uh, from my friend I was talking about earlier that I was going to steal his uh, Dreadful Meadows. And when I saw this... Both of ours are number ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, that's not surprising. No. But, yeah, there's a reason. And that's because he has a dexterity game that I've been hearing nothing but awesome things about. I like dexterity a lot. Um, I haven't played it yet, but from the other games in the series, I think I would generally like it. This is Viking Seesaw. Oh, I do want to try this one <laughs> yes. so bad. It's a Reiner Knizia dexterity game. And it looks absolutely ridiculous and in the best way possible. And that is 100% the kind of game I love. Like, yeah, I love just simple little shenanigans. Silly dexterity games. Yeah. So Viking Seesaw, I haven't played it yet. I just, I only knew about it when I saw his list. I was like, okay, there it is. I found my, <laughs> found my number two All right. right there. Viking Seesaw. Let's go into our number ones. Now, final, our number ones. Here we go. I will be starting... And honestly, I don't think you're going to guess what I would take out of your collection. Um, we've only uh, played it um, within the last two years, I want to say. Okay. Uh, and I was, it was funny when I was going through my list. I'm like, ah, I need one more game. And when I saw this that it was played, I'm like, I would take that. I will give you a little bit of a hint. It's a okay. game that you didn't think or didn't know you were going to like as much as you do. Uh, it's something it's you picked up. Phil Walker Harding, I'm guessing? Nope. Something you picked up on a bookman's run, and you converted two people to it now. Is it uh, Board and Dice? Is a company? I don't know if it's Board. gorgeous art. Gorgeous art. Is it mainly a card game? Yes. Inuit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Inuit is so good. Inuit, the Snow yeah. Folk. Uh, it's such a good game. Oh my god, it's so pretty too. Yes. Smart play. Uh, when you pick up a copy of it, you're like, oh, this is really cool. Let me show you this. And we played it. I'm like, okay, this is really cool. The next, the very next Bookman trip that we did to Tucson, Arizona to do our trade-ins and stuff like that, our mutual friend Dom saw a copy and picked up for yep. himself as well. I'm yep. like, and this is, I think, before I played it, because you showed it to him before you showed it to us, but both of I you were, so. like, really enamored with it. When I finally saw it, I'm like, ah! Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. It is, like, if you get a chance to find one in the wild, pick it up, try it out, play it. It's so good. It's, it is gorgeous. It has some of the best art and board game out there. It is a oh, stunning game. But, yeah, so, I, like, I, I thought you would be a little bit surprised with the number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. My number one, it is in your collection mm -hmm. currently. Okay. As of today. Really? You're going to still horrified? No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, actually, I, I, I very much put that on my list because I'm like, man, that's a great... But I already know that now that I know that it's available to buy, yeah. I'm going to go buy it. Yeah. So uh, you I don't won't think be able to buy your, com your collection within the next couple months. No. Probably not. Or not in the probably the next week. You probably have to go to, uh, go to El Paso to buy it because the one I am here, willing to. Our, ours over here is not carrying it. I am it. willing to do that. Oh, no. I'm it's... just saying because I couldn't agree more. That game is awesome. I'm pretty sure you know which one the uh, actual the, number one was. The only one I can think of, because you're already going to get my copy of Planet Unknown when I get the new one. 
So I'm going to say it's the one that's under Planet Unknown, Return to Dark Tower. Yeah, yeah, Return to Dark Tower. I've been wanting a copy of that for a while. And I thought, I couldn't remember which of our friends have it already. I think Dom does. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. Yours is right there. Soon it'll be mine. I actually, but, I, th- I think I have um, the complete collection. I think only them have like the base games. I don't know oh, if yeah. Dom has the complete collection. Well, then I definitely want this that one right there. That's mine. Because I completed it um, uh, through the shop. Yeah. I picked up the minis and the, the acrylic tiles uh, yep. from the shop. Because oh. I only did the base and the expansion. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm very happy that you have it. I can't wait till the next time you play it, bring it out again for us to play. Yeah. I've been Jones in to play it. Yeah, I, I and, love that game. And play that note, like, I've had the opportunity to buy it a few times. I'm like, okay, you know, maybe I'll wait, you know, before you even gave me that offer. I was yeah. Like, eh. You know, it, and I like it a lot. It's just, it's, you're, this group is like the only group that I play it with, so that's why I wasn't yeah. on there. I briefly thought about putting Pack of Heroes on it just for completionness. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I don't like the game enough <laughs> yeah. to, to use up. If I had to only get two games, yeah. that ain't going to be one, <laughs> one of them. Of them right? yeah. If I have to get any game that, like, if, if it was literally like, oh, we could just literally just draft it and divvy yeah. them all up, then Pack of Heroes would eventually get picked up by me. Or don't. Eh, I don't think he would. Uh, the only other one that I was thinking that might have been on your list would have been Western Legends. Yeah. I know you do like that game a lot. I do like Western Legends quite a bit. But again, it's this group is the only one I would play. Yeah, with. play it with. Yeah. That one I could play with more of my other groups too. Yeah. No, no, I get that too. And Return to Dark Tower is such a good game. So that was a good pick. Yeah. And Illuminous is not a fan of bidding. Game is pretty. Yep. He's talking Western about Legends. Um, yeah. that Foundations of Rome. Yeah, Western Legends is pretty awesome. It's legit. I like that game a lot. All right. So that was our list of if we had to purge our collections, what would be the games that uh, the other players would scavenge and fight over? That is it. (laughs) Um, How many of the ones that you picked off of my collection do you think the other guys would go for? Um... Out of your list or just out of your collection? Out of my collection. Um, I don't know. Dom would probably go after some of the Feld games, too. He'd probably um, get Mechs vs. Minions. Yeah, he'd probably go Mechs vs. Mm-hmm. Minions. I like that game, but I'm not enamored with, like, everybody else with it, is with it. Right. I do uh, like it, though. I think everybody already owns Quacks, so I yeah. don't think Quacks is going anywhere. Um, uh, I think either, I don't think Game Head Geek played any of it. Uh, I don't think he's played it. Uh, I know out of my collection, Dom would probably steal my Everdale. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have the complete set. Yeah. Um, out of your collection, I'm trying to think what else they would take. I'm trying to see what else you would have. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, because I'm trying to see, like, what we share. Um, I'm surprised you didn't choose one small step. Eh. Yeah. I didn't like it that much. You didn't? Oh, I love it. It was okay. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't, like... Uh, like it is, I I also considered um oh I know uh, um, underground railroad oh yeah yeah that one's a really good one I know out of your collection I'm trying to think what else you have that they would take Concordia probably I think Dom Dom would probably, probably take me Concordia. over by Mechs vs Minions yeah he'd yeah. probably take Concordia too yeah um, the giant Cthulhu statue from Death May Die yeah probably. Uh, yeah, no one in our group owns it, but everybody everybody but you owns Cthulhu Death May Die. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fine. It doesn't look like a... It looks like a game I do want to try. You would have I, fun. I don't think it's one that I would be... 
I'm trying to going out of my way to buy. I'm trying to remember what is in your collection that I can think of. Like I knew the ones that I was going to take. He's already got Inuit. He's already got, yep. uh, uh, or he's would take. We'll do that as the after show. We'll look through my collection and you can yeah. decide there. Well, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this what silly, would you think they, silly, well, be, ridiculous episode. Before we close out, what would you think they would take from mine? Oh, Final Girl, hands down. Oh yeah. Um, maybe animated as well. I already know one that Dom would take out of mine. Castles of Burgundy. They don't Game Ed Geek would take animated for sure. His yes. wife is a huge, huge uh, uh, Disney fan. Um, they very, pretty much have United, right? Yeah, Top Shelf. Oh, Frosthaven. Well, yeah, of course. Top Shelf. Dom would take off my Top Shelf. I already know. Just under Terraforming Mars there. Where is Terraforming Mars? Books of Time. Oh, yeah. I thought about that, but again... <laughs> I didn't want to put it too many that that we yeah. didn't know yet. But yeah. Yeah, well, so silly after show. All right, let's get All out right. of here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we want to thank you so much for joining us on our live episode, our friends Illuminous, Blitz, Mario Fanatic, and anybody else who joins us on a live filming of this. You can join us at twitch.tv slash everydayboardgames to join in on the conversation. As well as all video re-uploads are found on YouTube under youtube.com slash at everydayboardgamespodcast. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not, like the video, and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, Podbean, and now Apple. And if you ever want to reach out to us directly, whether it's to give us ideas for future episodes, just to say hello, or enter in in other future contests, like our winner, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. That's right, we've been going for three years now. Yep. With that being Four said, years. let's close it out. And we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel. And I've been your host, Daniel. And we want to thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games. And remember, every day is a good day for board gaming. <laughs>